episode 62 of The Game Changers. Set of shall and shall nots. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Jason, so great to be with you today. Dale, I look forward to uh, getting together with you each week uh, for this podcast as well. I absolutely love doing it. So uh, let's let's talk real quick about the High Speed Company and uh, anything new with the book? Well, I think uh, for those people who have not read the book or are unfamiliar with the book, what the book addresses is the subject of creating urgency and growth. And it's probably worthy of noting wh- where the book came from and where all my books come from. They come from listening to other people. And for a couple of years, as I was on the telephone doing hundreds of interviews every year, getting ready for speeches, and I asked the question, what's keeping you awake about your business these days? Or what are the potential stumbling blocks or challenges? Inevitably, somebody would say something like, well, let me tell you what the biggest thing facing us is. Uh, They would say, if I can't figure out how to set a fire under the bums of everybody here, someday somebody's going to eat our lunch. And so the high-speed company deals with how to create a sense of urgency and growth in the company. The book's been extraordinarily well-received. It's selling very well. It's, it's, it's doing well out there. Hopefully, it's impacting in a positive way many people's lives. Get a lot of feedback about it, a lot. And it's, it's a very good read. Terrific. So you said uh, we want to talk about shall, shall not. Sounds a bit biblical about this. Great leadership lessons there, though. So what are we talking about when we talk about every company needing a set of shall and shall nots? Dale, you know, it's rather interesting. We call this the game changer. Uh, but once in a while, we, we just completed that recent five-part series, and, and you kept saying, I mean, these are not game changers. These are life changers. And I, I as strongly feel that this is a life changer as much as it is a game changer. You will never be able to find in the world any group, any community, any organization that has withstood the test of time, grown and prospered without a set, a short set, a small set of guiding principles and guiding values. So uh, Moses uh, delivered Christianity and Judaism, a list of the shells and the shell knots. Buddha provided Buddhists an eightfold path. Muhammad gave Islam the five pillars. Patajali gave the Hindus their five principles. And it's the responsibility of any leader in any culture to provide his or her organization with a set of guiding values. What are they? So when you have a company, and it can be large or small because it's, it's required of both. There is not a company so small that they can't have a set of guiding principles, guiding values, or the shall and shall nots, correct? I'm thinking uh, about the, correct. The, the guy out there who's driving the service truck right now, and it's just him. That's the business. Uh, it's still necessary, even at that level. So how does, how does that help a business? How does having this, the shall and shall nots, how does it help the business be faster and act with, with more urgency to how we started this conversation about the high-speed company? Well, if, if you've got a set, a short set of guiding principles, the five or six guiding principles of the firm, number one, they provide predictability. You know what you're going to do. You know how you're going to respond. Number two, it eliminates bureaucracy and micromanagement. You don't have to be peering over people's shoulders, checking out what they're doing if they know what the guiding principles are and everyone is empowered to act in accordance with the guiding principles. Number three, it ends paralysis by analysis. You don't need big, long-winded meetings where everybody's giving their point of view and their PowerPoint presentations on should you do something or should you not do something. It's very simple. 
If it fits the guiding principles or guiding values, let's do it. If it doesn't, no matter how potentially lucrative it is, if it doesn't fit the values, we're not doing it. Number four, it increases cooperation because everybody knows they're playing by the exact same set of rules. Number five, it increases transparency. There's no need to hide anything. Number six, and this is a vitally important one, and it's really needed. It gives everyone a moral compass. This is what, what's right. This is what's wrong. And the final thing that it does is it enables faster adaptation. I mean, because, yeah, it fits. Let's go. It doesn't fit. We're not going to go. So it enables everybody to be faster. And what I hear you saying through that process, it really speeds up decision-making processes. Because when we talk about, you know, the predictability aspect, or do we really need to go down the road of bureaucracy or micromanagement, all those decision points that come along the day, hundreds of decisions that are made in a business every single day can really be streamlined when you've got that guiding set of principles or shall and shall nots. Without question. So how does how does a business start? If there's a, a leader out there and they're listening to this and they say, I don't even know where to begin to find my shall or shall nots, the guiding principles for the business overall. I, I might know what mine are personally, but does that apply to the business? All right. Well, first of all, no organization, no company, whether it's a three-person plumbing company or whether it's a 10,000-person uh, manufacturer, uh, you, you don't appoint a committee to come up with a set of guiding principles. I mean, the guiding principles are decided by the person who owns or runs the company. They are the values that person espouses. They are the rules of the road. They are the right way of doing the things that we're going to do. So you don't need a lot of committees. You don't need a lot of study. You don't need a lot of input. It's not by consensus. They're decided by the person at the top who says, these are the rules of the road. But now, that being said, the leader has to make a list of five or six rules of the road. These are the principles. These are the values. This is how we're going to run the company. So they make the list. That's number one. Number two, you've got to go to your key people, whether it's uh, whether you're that three-person plumbing company that hopes to grow or whether you're a much bigger company. You go to your direct reports and, and, and you gain buy-in and you say, look, is there anything that I've missed here? Is there anything we need to add here that I inadvertently uh, I just glossed over? And you've got to gain buy-in. I mean, from the key people around you on the need for a set of guiding principles that everybody is going to know and everybody is going to be empowered to make decisions in accordance with. Number three, you have to flow them through the company. Now, that sounds really complicated, and it's actually very simple. About a year ago, I was hired. I don't recall where the speech was, but I was doing a keynote speech for Ball Corporation. And uh, Ball, you probably remember a century ago, we're making those uh, glass bottles that your great grandmas canned and put up fruit and preserves in. And uh, Ball is not in that business anymore, but Ball makes billions and billions of soda pop cans and beer cans and aluminum drinking cans. And I've toured their factories. They are just remarkable demonstrations of synchronicity and beauty. I've never seen anything more beautiful than a Ball manufacturing plant manufacturing millions of soda pop cans out of recyclable aluminum. And uh, in the process of making millions of them a day, there might be two or three kicked off the line. That's it. And I remember John Hayes, their CEO. I was hired to do the keynote, but he was going to speak first and welcome the worldwide leadership team there. He was going to talk for an hour, then I was doing my keynote, and John Hayes took the stage. He didn't have a note. As I recall, he didn't have a PowerPoint. For one hour, he talked about the five values that bind us together. And Dale, I was sitting in the back row, and I mean, halfway through his remarks and his speech, I wanted to stand up and say, John, I'm joining your team. I want to be part of this too. 
it was so compelling to to hear the owner, or in his case, the CEO, talk about the guiding principles, the glue that holds the organization together. Every leader of any organization has to be able to say at the drop of a hat, here are our values, here are our guiding principles, and here's why we have them, and here's what they mean to us. So three, you've got to constantly flow them through the company. Number four, you have to post them every place. I mean, put them in posters, put them on banners, print them on paper cups, print them on stationery. I mean, have them every place around you. Number five, you have to celebrate them. Did you see what Mandy did today, the decision that she made today that's going to make us so much money or save us so much money? And look how it just fits our guiding principles. Bring it on for Mandy. And then number six, make them part of the hiring decision. And this is the biggest mistake that most businesses make. So listen up, everyone. When you get set to hire someone, don't begin by interviewing them to try to find out about their capabilities and whether or not they're qualified for the job. You don't care. That should be number two or number three. The first thing that you need to be talking about are your values, your guiding principles, what your company stands for, what your company's trying to achieve. And then, if it's obvious that they want to be part of that, that they can get their heads around your values, your guiding principles, and where you're going and what you're trying to be, then you can start talking to them about their capabilities. But don't go through all of these interview, this massive interviewing process to figure out somebody's capabilities, hire them, and say, oh, now, as part of the initiation, we're going to tell you about our values. I mean, that's just totally backwards. You need to begin talking about your values and guiding principles and who you are and where you're trying to go at the very beginning of the first conversation, not after you've hired somebody. And so they've got to become part of the hiring decision. If you do those six things, you'll have a set of guiding principles, and it will be a life changer. It won't be a game changer. It'll be a life changer for you. Mm. Got your homework for the week uh, to put that together if you don't have it already for your business. But even if you do have it for your business, uh, I just want to go back and and hit those highlights about posting them everywhere and celebrating. Um, It cannot be a the case where it gets written up once in a strategic plan or put on a book on a shelf somewhere and left to sit and collect dust. It has got to be referred to, repeated in a variety of ways constantly. That's what I heard you say. And you heard right, as you always do. All right. Jason Jennings, great conversation today. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to go out and we're going to put our list of shall and shall nots together this week. And then while you're out there writing, would you go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast? We've got some great ratings, great reviews. Hopefully we've earned a five-star review from you today and a five-star rating, I should say, from you today. And we've earned a positive review from you today. We would love to see that show up on iTunes. It helps drive the podcast higher so more people are able to see it, listen to it, and see it show up in the rankings. And so we definitely appreciate that. Any parting thoughts for us, Jason? Uh, yes, my email is jason at jason-jennings.com. And uh, I think as everyone knows by now, I'm, uh, I'm all over email 24-7. They will hear back from me. I want to hear your thoughts uh, about the Game Changers. One of the episodes has helped you. And then the other thing I would ask you is this. I mean, when you listen to an episode of the Game Changers and you say, yes, that resonates with me, well, ask yourself the question, who do I know that that might resonate with? And just pass it on to them and suggest they have a listen. That way we'll get another fan. You will have helped uh, someone get better at what they do. So uh, write a review, pass along the word, help us build the community. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. See you next week.
You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.